Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Phil's Philosophy Podcast. Um, This is uh, Phil, your host, and man, it's been a while. Um, You know, to to my few dedicated fans and followers, um, I I do apologize for the long absence. It's definitely been a while. And, um, you know, honestly, I can attribute that to... uh, It's been a really really wild and uh, difficult last year for me. Um, to those of you who know, you know, I've been a, uh, a lifelong martial artist and I've been a teacher for a very long time in, in that subject matter. And um, I was uh, I was kind of put into a position where I had to close my school. And, you know, that, that comes with a lot of its own you know, uh, from a business perspective, a lot of its own baggage and, and hurdles to go over. But, um, ultimately emotionally, it's been a very difficult journey. Um, shedding that aspect of myself, uh, to rediscover other aspects of myself and to pursue deeper other passions of mine. Um, with that being said though, uh, that's not why I'm here. Um, I, I, I did want to address it and to apologize for the absence, but I want to go ahead and jump into a uh, uh, kind of provocative question um, to kind of get us back into Phil's Philosophy Podcast. And the question for today is, do humans need God to exist? Um... And the reason that that's the question I have for you today is is that we are uh, by by many um, by the words of many we are living in a more and more godless society, um, and I say godless in the, in terms of the traditional sense of uh, you know Western culture being built upon uh, the Judeo Christian values and the the Bible and and all of those good things. Um, and so from their perspective, uh, especially with a lot of what's happening in more recent events, um, they, they hold the position that we're living in a more and more godless society. And, well, I want to kind of tackle that. Um, so to start, I want to tackle the question, do we even need God? At least... Do we need to believe that God exists? And do we need um, to believe that we need God to exist? Um, so firstly, I want you to imagine a human being that is born and raised by wolves. I'm sure you've all heard stories about things like that, right? So imagine that there's this human, this little baby, and it's raised by wolves. And this baby, um, it doesn't learn language, at least not, not our language. And it doesn't learn our customs. It doesn't learn our history. It knows nothing about being a civilized human. Does this baby grow up needing 
the story of God existing? Does the baby need to believe that it was created by God? Does the baby grow up to even fathom the question, what lies in the, in the stars or in the cosmos? Are these necessary? Um, you know, from a purely survival standpoint, separate from this child. Now, I want you to imagine um, someone who is brutalized um, and someone who is tortured and, and deals with a high-stress life. Um, someone who is, you know, uh, mentally broken. Does this human have the time, the luxury, the, uh, my, one of my favorite words today, the privilege of even considering God? So, going back to the first example, for the sake of survival in the world with wolves, being raised by them and eating with them, hunting with them, sleeping with them, doing what they do, living their life separate from ours, none of our history or customs. For survival's sake, I, I, I don't see how a human needs God. There is no innate need for God to play a part in the mind of that person. Um, is there some sort of understanding about the interconnected nature of our existence with our planet? That, that's, that's an entirely separate question. Um, it's very possible for that person to, and it's very likely for that person to start to, um, with their more, um, advanced brains, be able to connect dots that the wolves themselves might not be able to connect things regarding the symbiotic nature of their environment. Um, could this bring them to imagine that there's possibly something external from themselves that is orchestrating the idea of what it is that they're doing? It's possible. It's not likely, though. Um... Not likely because there's there's nothing for them to bounce it off of. There's no other human. There's no other discussion to be had. It's just them connecting dots without words, because they don't have language to form the thought itself. I don't I don't know if you've ever considered that as a separate idea, by the way. What it really means to think, if you don't have the words, putting together an idea is very difficult. I want you to think about 1984 by George Orwell and how the stripping away of language forces them to have to think differently. No longer were they able to have a fully cohesive thought. They were forced to think in the terms of the language that was allowed for them. So relate that back to 
um, relate that back to this human with the wolves, even if they're capable of processing higher level thought, are they really capable of forming the opinions and the beliefs without the language that supports it? So I don't know. But again, back to the original question, is it necessary? Is God necessary? Do we need God for survival? No, not in a physical sense. So then for the other person that was tortured and and brutalized, do they need God? Well, obviously they're not going to, God's not going to help them survive physically. Um, now do they need God to survive emotionally? That's a very different question. So in those terms, there are instances in history and they're, they're very terrible to bring up or to really read about, but there are instances in history where you have victims of torture or abuse who were able to, through sheer will and belief, survive and 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 can carry on until either escape or liberation is brought to them um and then in other cases when hopelessness is brought to them they perish they fall apart and die an example is um of a man i don't know if this is a true story or if it's a um or if somebody just, you know, wrote it down, you know, for uh, for the sake of telling a story. I'm not really sure of the origin, but I know I've read this story and it holds a, a deep truth, I feel. Um, the story goes that there is a man, um, a Jewish man, who was captured by the Nazis and he was taken to one of the camps. And this man um, was separated from his wife and child and he was there for for uh for like six months something like that a long period of time and through it all he was a resilient strong persistent man someone who refused to give up and someone who believed to his core that he would see the end of this and that he would be reunited with his wife and his daughter. Um, Until eventually, one day, the news was brought to him that they had both been incinerated. And um, upon receiving this news, uh, the person who's telling the story from the perspective of another captive Um, They say that they watched him for a week grow weaker and sicker, grow um, hopeless and lifeless, grow to a place where he had no desire to do anything anymore. And what went from the strongest among them became the weakest and and within a very short period of time um he passed away they didn't have to kill him 
um, the hopelessness killed him. So what is the, the point behind that story? Um, as it relates to the person who doesn't need God to save them physically, but might need God to save them emotionally or spiritually or um, psychologically. Um, that's a very strong argument. Do people need God? I don't think that it's the idea of God necessarily. It's not the um, back to the Judeo-Christian imagery, which is what most people imagine when they think of God, at least here in the West. Um, and I don't think that they need the idea of the Father over in heaven who is watching over them and, and playing his hand. I don't think that that is what people need. But certainly what people need is hope. Certainly what people need is a light at the end of their tunnel, something to believe in. Again, it doesn't have to be a god. It, it For this man, it was his wife and his daughter. From a, On a separate philosophical note, you could argue that his wife and his daughter were God. Imagine the, uh, the passage in the Bible that says, um, let us make man in our image. You know, uh, you know, someone who's very literal can, can say that that means that humans are physically made to look like God and that God will be some great old man in the sky. Um, and then others will make the point and, and from a, a theological standpoint, I would argue that this is my stance, um, that the image of God is the uh, spiritual tether that we possess that links us to God. Um, it is our um, love and creative nature that is the image of God. Thinking in terms of what, what would a creator be? It is the essence of creation. It is the, the love of creating. And so you have within all living things, then um, I suppose non-living uh, in terms of existence being reality from God, but you have existing within all things love and creation. And there is a connection that we make with one another as these small tethers, these, uh, these nodes of God that exist in our world, these connections that we make. And those are God in the terms of our window to God. You know, they say that eyes are the windows to the soul, and I, I say that the soul is the window to God. When you can connect with another human being, or really anything else, when you can make a strong, emotional, deep connection that hits you at your core in such a way, it transcends logic and it transcends all other meaning, all other importance. When you make that connection, like a husband to his wife, or father to his daughter, when you make that kind of connection, you are glimpsing into the infinite that is God itself. And so to that, I say that if God is hope, humans absolutely need God. Um, 
it's, a, it's an interesting way to look at it, I'm sure. You know, it's not necessarily the way that we normally um, intellectualize it. Um, but I would make the strong argument that uh, humans absolutely need God. Um, so with that, I, um, I, I would like to challenge everyone to kind of look into themselves and look into, um, those around you and ask yourself, what connections do you have where you can actively say, or you can say that you actively see God within those connections? And even more important than that, can you extend your awareness beyond yourself in such a way that you see God in everything around you? And ultimately, can you reach that awareness deep, very, very deep within yourself? And can you see God within you? So on that note, I want to thank everyone for listening. And um, thank you for joining me on my first episode back. Um, I can't promise that I'll be uh, making any type of frequency. I might make a post once a week. I might I might make you know a new episode a couple times a week. Um, I'm going to do my best to reach a certain consistency. But in the meantime, I'm going to ask you to whatever platform you're watching or listening to this, go ahead and subscribe. And um, I will, uh, I'll see you guys in the next one.